Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good morning, good morning, I am Eagle Falcon. I want to share a little bit of a history that's going to lead into a point in regards to how a lot of companies are behaving in 2021 and in recent history, which kind of just applies the level of absurdity that this sort of thing goes to and why customers hate it. All right. So let's start with this. When I started streaming, all right, when I started streaming, I had very little in terms of gear. I didn't have a webcam. I had a blue snowball. It's in fact what I started this podcast with. And I had a cheap set of $20 red headphones. And eventually those cheap headphones died. Well, things were looking a bit up. Support for the stream was growing by the time those died. So I went and got a set of Razer wireless headphones. And this was the coolest thing ever. They were big. They were comfy. I could have them on my head. They, they were thick though. They made the width of my head like double. They were massive. I can't remember what they were, but, but not even a year later, they ended up dying. On one hand, I was a little rough with them, but on the other hand, the design was flawed. This $200 set of headphones was made entirely of cheap plastic, very, very thin wires that were prone to shorting. In addition to the suspension that's holding down the main cushion of the headband, it was kind of suspended for extra comfort, but it was also part of the structure. The plastic holding that in place was also cheap plastic. I did everything I could to try to repair them, but in the end, cheap plastic is cheap plastic. And when the wire shorted, that was it. There's nothing I can do. So I order a set of cheap Logitech headphones. And I actually still have those, but they were uncomfortable. They were very tight on the head, but they're very durable. I keep them as backups for if I have people streaming with me in the studio. But eventually what I got my hands on was a set of AKG K702. Open back reference headphones. I got them secondhand for my brother for 60 bucks. And those lasted me a long, long time. Eventually a wire shorted, but I was able to get inside it, have someone solder the connection back on, and then eventually a wire snapped or shorted or something of that manner inside the actual headband itself. And that was the end of them. But the nice thing about them is that they have a replaceable 
cord that goes from the headphones to the source you're plugging it into. So I got a cheaper set of AKGs. The side plastic of those cracked. I still have them, they still work. I could eventually just take some epoxy and repair them and have a second set. But I ordered a brand new, now that the stream's doing much better, a second set of K702s, brand new from AKG. And those are now my daily drivers on the studio. Best headphones I ever used. Why am I bringing this up? Why am I bringing up the, he the history of headphones in my Twitch career? Well, Razer tries to pin itself as two things. First, it tries to pin itself as the gaming and streaming company. They're trying to compete with Elgato for being the, ga the game streaming company as well as the gamer peripheral company. But here's the thing. Every Razer device I've ever used has had a very short lifespan and it's only gotten worse over the years. Even diehards are starting to acknowledge that the quality is not what it used to be out of Razer. But since quality's not there, what's Razer trying to pin themselves as? Uh, they're environmentally friendly. The Razer Conservation Project. They're gonna help save a million trees. And all that sort of jazz. They do this kind of pandering of saying, we're gonna go ahead, we're gonna be as environmentally conscious as possible. But then they go ahead and make cheap stuff that has obvious design flaws, which will end up becoming waste. And then you have to get a new set anyway. I would dare argue that the more eco-friendly uh, company is not Razer, but AKG. Because AKG's headphones and products last longer. And if something were to go wrong with them, which eventually they will, you can fix it very cheaply and with very few materials. The Razer product, you're SOL. There's nothing you can do. But hey, you know what? It's okay. Because they made a transparent, reusable RGB face mask that no one has seen in the wild, but influencers have it. That's made of translucent plastic, looks kind of weird. Because they're trying to say, hey, you can go ahead and make that. No one who's using it looks happy. And, but, you know, they're, they're concerned about the future. Even though we're moving away from the pandemic and they still haven't launched this Project Hazel face mask. But of course, then they go ahead and make products that have absolutely no purpose and are literally a waste of materials on the earth. Like the Razer Gaming Finger Sleeve. It is literally a silicon thimble you put over your thumbs to use on your phone. 
a literal waste of materials. Literally just future garbage. But they're environmentally friendly, don't you know? Razer has gone from just being a company for gamers by gamers to one that just keeps preaching about how they're carbon neutral, inclusive, environmentally friendly, and hit every single buzzword they can. And either A, you're a skeptic like me who hears them use these exact same phrases and immediately distrust them because it's the same sort of things you hear a million times and a half. B, you're someone sick of hearing this kind of lecturing anyway. Or C, you're someone who buys in 100% into the environmentalism, but then looks at how they operate and go, wait a minute, what the heck? But the thing is, this kind of empty, and I do mean it, this empty preaching is what's basically required now in, cor in the corporate world. And I do mean that. It is absolutely empty preaching. But you know what really ticks people off the most? It's the fact that it's always the same words. They just use them over and over and over again. And it's supposed to mean something. And you're either someone who's sick of hearing it, because it basically just sounds like you're listening on someone else's counseling session. And you don't even want to go to your own counseling session, let alone someone else's. But the reason they're saying is because a certain group of people want to hear these exact phrases over and over and over again. So that's all they do. They just parrot it over and over and over again. Like these companies are playing some kind of dating sim and the public is the NPC they're trying to date. I don't know if companies realize this. We as people are more than just a stupid script. Which then also brings us over to Microsoft. who over and over and over again kept preaching about how they're going to go ahead and be carbon neutral in, you know, 10 years, which again, I have stated over and over and over again, these kind of promises are absolutely empty because if 2020 has taught anyone anything, a lot can change in one year that completely and utterly throws your, all of your plans in for a loop. But then you could also just go one step further like Microsoft did and create the Recycling Ocean Plastics Mouse. A mouse made of plastic recycled from the ocean. Oh, this sounds great, right? It's basically free materials and we're saving the, the planet. There's a garbage island out there and oh my God. Only 20% of the plastics are from the ocean. And it's only the shell. That's it. I will at least give Microsoft credit. The Microsoft Ocean Plastic Mouse is at least dirt cheap. 
it at least has that going for it. It's 25 bucks. Available October 4th. That being said, though, the rest of Microsoft's lineup is absolutely absurd. I highly recommend you take a look at the main podcast, the, the uh, Eagle Eyes on Tech, because uh, we, we cover the, the service announcement more in detail there. But this kind of empty environmentalism is what I really, really, really wanted to focus on, because this, this just gets absolutely absurd. It goes back also to Apple. Apple's been doing this forever, preaching about how we've gone ahead and we've done more responsible things, arsenic-free glass, 100% recyclable aluminum, lead-free solder. But the thing is, is that the lead-free solder is now less efficient. The device dies sooner because a lot of the choices they've done. They also go ahead and go out of their way to make the device less repairable or... And we're going to end up co- most likely covering this next week on the main podcast, Eagle Eyes on Tech, for, for next week. But as I'm recording, this new news just broke out of the Rossman Group saying that if, you, if independent shots replace the screen on an iPhone, Face ID, the main tool that is used to unlock the phone, will stop working. It is also unknown if that means the front-facing camera will also stop working since they are one and the same. But who cares if Apple just wants you to throw out the phone and create more waste and just buy a new phone? They're environmentally friendly, so you should feel good about it, right? Look, here's where I stand on this. I, for one, am not going to worry too much about my impact on the planet because I am just one person. But at the same time, I'm not going to go out of my way to be bad about it. I have a car right now that's in my garage. Might be fixable, might not be. But I'm going to be looking at it and seeing, can it be fixed? Can it be fixed on the cheap? And can it be fixed without using too many parts? If so, hey, great. Can squeeze more life out of it and keep it and keep its materials, keep it out of the landfill longer. If not, well... I'm going to look at a, at a more, uh, at a, at a better vehicle for myself, preferably one that's a bit more efficient. I'd want to go for a Tesla, but right now Tesla is high and currently other electric vehicles, they're just not ready yet for prime time. You could say, well, I'm being a bad person for not considering electric vehicle right now. I would also say, Hey, they're not ready yet. And as much as I'd like to say, you know, I'm helping out by going electric already. What's the point if the vehicle doesn't work? What's going to be worse? Me using a hybrid that's reliable or my electric car being unable to move and then a big diesel vehicle has to go pick it up and drive it somewhere. Yeah. Not that it matters a whole lot, seeing as how more and more gasoline vehicles and diesel vehicles are getting cleaner and cleaner in how they run. There's a reason why most diesels are called clean-burning diesels. It's because of the DPF system on them. 
But of course, we still want to think that diesels just spew out a ton of black smoke. They don't, unless you're a jerk and straight line your, your diesel vehicle. That means taking out the filtration system. So we can keep going ahead and we can keep saying stupid, worthless words. And that's what they are. They're worthless. Razor's conservation pro project. It's just that a project. In the end, what they're doing is raising money, but also generating more sales for their products that fail sooner. But you know, they're donating a bit of the money to helping to save trees to make themselves feel good while they're still going ahead and making sure more of their subpar products fill more landfills. And quite frankly, if you want to go ahead and support Razor for doing that, hey, you know, more power to you. I personally would rather see my own devices last longer, be both a benefit to me and to make sure that my waste is down. The lower my waste is, the more money there is in my pockets, and the better off everyone is. That's where I stand on everything. The ocean plastic mouse. I mean, it's fine, but let's be honest. If you're hoping to get this thing and think I'm helping to take a huge dent out of it, you really aren't. Because realistically, only 5% of the mouse is recycled ocean plastic. That's it. There's a halfway decent chance 5% of the mouse you're using right now is also recycled ocean plastic by accident. It's this kind of hollow, useless pandering that gets absolutely tiresome. It's the reason why I kept giving Apple flack for saying we're going ahead we're doing all these good things for the planet but then just make sure more and more of their phone waste ends up in landfills which will never ever break down that's the end of my rant when we come back let's talk about the status of the podcast Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Once again, I want to thank you, since you're listening to this, thank you for subscribing. It actually does help quite a lot. The ad money right now is not all that great. But again, the whole point of switching from Spreaker, which actually did give a significant amount of ad revenue to Anchor, which does not, is that AI have more control over my ads, which I do, although there are much, much, much fewer of them. Right now, it's only Anchor on both of them, of the podcast do I have sponsors for. But also, again, the whole point was to lower upkeep. No longer is the podcast a drain on my wallet. And that has a lot of value. 
that being said, I am still looking at trying to get the sponsored podcast, the uh, subscription podcast on other platforms. And trying to look for a effective way to do so. That is kind of the key thing that I want to focus on. Um, unfortunately, this upcoming week, I have to fill in for extra people at work. So I'm going to be have very, very little free time to do so. But, you know, we'll see. Viewership numbers, though, are way up. They are way, way up. We saw a 200% viewership growth from the previous week to last week. And that's great, right? Eh, not really. Not really. For one main reason. Last week was iPhone release day. So, you know, tripling our play clown from episode 284 to episode 285 is good. But it's an inflated number. Let's be perfectly honest. Now, as far as Helium Radio goes, um, I have still heard nothing out of them. They have still been very, very silent. A new opportunity came up from a software engineer asking for advice on making software for streamers. That's me an interesting one, kind of trying to get an interview with them. As well as another podcasting platform reaching out and wanting to have both of my podcasts on their platform, which of course, the whole point of podcasting, unlike streaming, is to get your content on as many platforms as you possibly can. It's kind of a backwards way to think about going from Twitch streaming to podcasting, but that is how it's done. You want your podcast out on as many platforms as possible. So I am looking forward to getting that going. I actually can't find the name of it at all right now. Which actually makes me very, very sad. Where is it? Verbal. There we go. Verbal was the one that reached out. So I put in our request and we'll see how that goes. But for right now, this week is going to show a lot because it's going to show how much of the growth we saw from the iPhone episode is going to retain on both Eagle Eyes on Tech and on the early Burb briefing. And I want to thank you again for subscribing. And I'm doing everything I can to get as much content out as possible. I know this one ended up being a bit preachy, but hopefully you enjoyed listening to my rant. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you'll listen again for next week. Take care. And I hope you have a great day. Bye-bye.